Welcome to the Yoga Liberty Podcast. I am joined today with Luisa Ortega from Mexico. I'm so excited that she's here. She's a revolutionary figure in the kids yoga movement. She has her own kids yoga certification and she's making moves and changing the world through yoga, working with children. Thank you so much for joining us today, Luisa. I'm super happy that you're here. I'm very glad, very grateful. I'm happy to be here when with you, Angelica. Thank you so much for this opportunity for sharing my experience with all your lovely audience. Thank you so much. Well, let's start with <clears throat> what was your life like before you started teaching yoga? What were you doing before yoga? Well, before I was doing yoga, um, I was a student architecture. And I was a oh. soccer player. I was I was playing soccer, football, football, soccer. And I really love that. <clears throat> um, and that's what I was doing. And since I was a girl, I, I was having some issues with my knee, with one of my knees, since I was very, very, very young. So in one point, my doctor said, you know, you can't uh, continue playing football. So I start to practice yoga as a practice, you know, practicing yoga, and I really love it. And years after, I discovered that my own grandfather and my grandmother, they were doing yoga at the 60s. But that I discovered it like when I was already teaching yoga. I mean, I didn't I didn't knew that at that moment. So I start to go. Um, I went to the classes because of my knee. And I really love it. I really love it. I start uh, practice yoga for my body and my knee, and I was feeling very well for my knee. That saved me for two surgeries too. And I mean, I have a little one, but then doctor suggests like another surgery. And with the yoga practice, I didn't, I didn't have it. I mean, wow. So that was one of the little issues. But and then when I graduate from architecture. I graduated very young and I had very good opportunities back back in the days. Like one of the best opportunities I had as a recent graduate architect is like I had a offer offering, um, sorry, a job offering in Palm Springs, California, for example. Oh. In a age. And that is not usual for the students that we are from Mexico. So that was a super nice opportunity. Uh, and that's another story. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that details. But at the end, I decided to stay in Mexico to try to help my country because I was thinking, you know, most of the people who had this opportunity of get a college in Mexico or a PhD in Mexico, they go to US, they go to Europe and and most of the, you know, the brains are going out and right. we are not giving back to our to our country. That decision was very, like a very strong decision for me, very, I think it was like a, you know, it could change my entire story if I went to US back in the day. Absolutely. So I decided to start here in Mexico, my prof like my professional architecture profession. Uh, so I started like in a very young age, I was designing, I was building, and I had very good opportunities too. One of them was to work with my father in a beautiful project um, for 
for remodeling or renew a building, an existing project of a building for 300 uh, orphans, Raramuri orphans here at wow. Chihuahua. So that was another opportunity as an artist. Oh, no. Sorry, I, was designing, I was designing and, you know, getting involved with this project and I I was in in touch, I was in contact with these little kids, Raramuri kids, that they live there. Of course, the conditions of the building at that time, it's like a whole a big place. They have many, many buildings and stuff, but they were in very, very bad conditions. So when was this? Like what what year was this? when there was this big orphanage? It was in 2000, I graduated in 2004, and this happened in 2007, no, Wow, so fairly recently, are there still orphanages of that size there? Yes, you're gonna be amazed. I, I mean, I just, this December, I was with them sharing a yoga children class. So this is a beautiful wow. story. That has wow. a happy <laughs> okay 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 go on so go on. no but thank you thank you so um so I was doing that and I was you know related with the kids this and that um uh, one of the requirements of the project was just you know paint the building and change the floor and you know like superficial decorations but when I was there I was like notice that no we need to you know we need to take off this building we need to build entire new school because this is not good, for example. So we, we, my father and I, we present a project, like a huge project to the board people, to the council, and they are like, well, we don't have this enough money to do this. So my father said, well, we, are, we can do it on a stage and this is gonna take us like five years, but we can do it. And we did it. We did it and we changed the whole image of that uh, project, which is called Granja Hogar. It's a beautiful home and school for Raramuri kids. Uh, some of them are orphans, some of them no. And well, and then I start, you know, being in touch with them, making interviews, like asking them what were their favorite colors and things like that to try to put everything in the building, like because I oh. wanted that they feel like in their home. At the same time, I was practicing yoga already. And at the same time, at that moment, I was doing my master's degree in architecture. And at the same time, uh, from, the, from the university where I was doing my master's degree in architecture, they invite me to to start to give classes at the at the university. So I start to do that. And at the same time, a huge peak of violence start in this state. Unfortunately, our state, Chihuahua, is very well known, recognized because of the violence we have in Ciudad Juarez right. border. But it's at that moment the violence was not only in Ciudad Juarez, was also in our city, in the whole state. So, oh, so the violence, when you say the violence, oh, the violence. Okay, okay. I thought you meant like violence. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> violence, like, uh, you know, very bad events. <laughs> sorry, yeah, correct my pronunciation, please. No, because, no, that is, that is okay. That is my, I should have known. I was like, oh, like sometimes I'm just, I, I, my brain. I, 
I just imagined these, your story is so beautiful and you're making all this transformation. So I just imagined this like orchestra of violins came in and they were playing beautiful music. And I was like, <laughs> it's amazing. They're at, the, they're at the orphanage playing music, but no, you meant violence, which uh, that is actually really sad. And there has been some really tragic things happen. I know I lived in Texas for a while, so I'm aware of um, what's going on down there, but obviously the listeners, maybe not. I, I think a lot of Americans, honestly, unless you've lived in a border state, which I've lived in Arizona and Texas for um, the last five years, for the most part, uh, you might not, like a lot of Americans, or when I say Americans, we're all Americans, um, When I people from this, the United States. I used to say people from the States, but then I found out that Mexico is actually the United States of Mexico. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, so anyhow, yeah. Um, okay, so please do go on. So a, a lot of violence starts to, to happen yeah. um, because you're in a border town, you're in a, a border state. Yeah. I mean, it was all over the country at that time, but especially in Chihuahua was, you know, a huge peak. So for, for example, just to give you, a, well, I have very bad example. I mean, very unfortunate examples, but for, just to give you an example, when I was teaching at, at the university, some of my students arrived late to my class and they were like, hey, why you arrive late to my class? And they say, well, they kidnapped my father or they just steal my car and I couldn't, I mean, things like that. And they were happening like every single day. You cannot believe this, but it, they were happening every single day. So it was a point wow. where my students, they arrived is to this the still going on? Is this still happening? No. no. Okay. So it's better now. Not, not okay. like that. I mean, we have, you know, well, maybe you some. hear the last news of some narco thing, but those are isolated cases. But it was like, it was a huge peak. It was like every day. Okay. Okay. Um, very bad. And they were stealing cars. And also, you know, that happened because of the narcos and stuff, but the little the little thieves, they were taking advantage of the mess. So they were stealing cars, ah, mm -hmm. trying to take advantage of that. The police were very busy trying to do the big things, uh, catch the big guys. And so one day I I, I feel that my my students, architecture students, students, sorry, they were feeling very stressed. So I said, you know, I was already, you know, knowing some issues, reading some books of yoga. I have already know how to make relaxation things. I mean, I have already knowledge at that time. So I say, you know, let's let's stop the class. I put like a relaxing music and let's do these rhythms and everything before we start to design. We need to put our mind in a relaxed state so we can design better. So when well, we were doing those things and they love it, they really love it. So one of my students says, hey teacher, why you don't give us a, yoga class here in the garden because the college has a beautiful garden there so i said okay let me ask the principal and the principal agreeing he said yeah you can use the spaces whatever so i start like that and it was a totally success even some teachers join my class sometimes that's and, awesome and i start I, I was doing that and in one point my sister my older sister jessica she told me Hey, why you don't teach yoga to children? Do you remember when you was a, a child, a girl, 
you was doing amazing things with us as a neighbors, with the neighbors and the children. You always always organizing things with the children. You have like a special connection with children. You should uh, teach this knowledge to the children because they needed most of, of everybody in this viol violence pick. Uh, pick. And I said, well, I don't think it exists like a yoga, children's yoga. I, I, at that time, I said, like, I don't think it's that is even in the in the books or something yeah and she said well let me let me research and one day at my birthday she came with a book of chakta calza <clears throat> which was chakta calza was the pioneer or one of the first children yoga teacher in the world uh, and i was like a super amazed when i read the book and all the stuff of, of her she said She's like, uh, she's coming from Yogi Bajan directly. Yogi Bajan asked her, she was a Montessori teacher first, and Yogi Bajan asked her to create a method to teach yoga to children. And she did it. And she did it amazing. Wow. So I was like uh, super amazed with this information. And I was like, uh, well, I want to do this because, yeah, not only the, the young people, not only the teens, or adult people needed, the most people who need it right now is the children. So I start to research, 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 and finally I find a, a certific certification with, with her at Virginia. And I went, I went there, I met Chakta Kalsa. Uh, she, she told us uh, her story and everything. It's a beautiful training. And I like it, I like it so much. And for those of you, those those people who don't know who Yogi Bhajan is, he is the founder of Kundalini Yoga. So there, sometimes people don't know who different, you know, like some people listening to the podcast might be fairly new to yoga and they don't know who that is. So Yogi Bhajan is the founder of Kundalini. So it's a really like it's very impressive, and that that she would work with him directly. Like that's a that's a big deal in the yoga world, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so you like go that. to third generation yeah that's amazing that's amazing that's amazing yeah, so amazing. and she's amazing as a woman as a person as a human as a teacher chakta is still amazing i mean amazing woman to opportunity that but I you have. also studied in your bio you said that you also studied hatha and ashtanga yes i mean yeah. sorry i mix a little bit the times first i, I mean first <laughs> Uh, first, I did the Hatha Yoga certification, um, 200 training, uh, Hatha. Uh, first, I did the Hatha. I started here in Chihuahua, and then I finished in Monterrey. I mean, it was like different modules. And I, I started like uh, here in Chihuahua, then Monterrey, which is another important city here in, in Mexico, and then Mexico City. And more or less, although similar times where when my, my sister come with the, the idea of the children yoga. And then after I certificate, I get the certification with Chakta, I got another training, 200 training of Achistanga with uh, two beautiful teachers that they are in El Paso, Texas, which is studio called is Ananda. Uh, Betsy oh, and Gilberto right. yeah. Arias, which are very great teachers too. Um, so I was, you know, all over the place doing my research. Right. So you've learned a lot of really traditional lineages 
Vipassana, Ashtanga, and Kundalini, those are all very traditional lineages of yoga. So you so we'll go back. You go to Virginia and you're studying Kundalini for children. Okay, go on. Yes. And I like it so much, but I wanted to create like a special method that can work for everybody because, you know, Kundalini is very spiritual, yeah, very specific. Uh, specific, specific. And in Chihuahua, well, Mexico is a very Catholic, Catholic um, country. So I, yeah, I, my I family is Catholic that, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I came from a Catholic home too. But I said, well, this can be an issue. So I start to, mm -hmm. you know, research other other kind of lines. And then I said, okay, now that I have all this information, I'm going to create like a method that can work for everybody, no matter where are you coming from, from which uh, uh, belief are you coming from. And in fact, children yoga, according to what I've been studying and what I believe too, it will be non spiritual Mm, I mean, even if we, I mean, not, not, not spiritual, not, not a religious following, right. not a religious uh, path, uh, because the children's are, you know, like they are just pure and right. they they're forming to... their own, they're, they're forming and developing their own ideology of God, spirit, universe, divine, higher power, whatever it is that, and, and influencing that would be unethical. So just allowing them to form their own opinions about what their concept of God is. I think that's really very responsible of you. And I love that you're doing that. I think that's fantastic. Because so many times, especially in modern society, we see adults pushing an agenda on children. And that it gets in the way of the message. So allowing children to develop their own sense of God, spirit, universe, without your intervention, but at the same time, having the benefits of meditation, asana, yoga, and starting to develop a connection to seventh chakra, higher power of their own. And that's really beautiful that you're doing that. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, we did it in a way as I start to, you know, using more like values. Okay love tolerance peace mm. i mean those were the values the foundation of the pretzel yogis school what i wanted to create is a peace project or a peace education school for children through yoga but it was the whole it's, it's, it's not only yoga i mean it's we we manage all these values too so um after all these trainings and travelings and you know, researching, finally I arrived and I started to teach yoga. I started to teach yoga to children. So I rent a little place and I, you know, as an architect, I was doing my stuff there too, applic applicating my knowledge of as an architect. And it was amazing. I started to receive a lot of kids and things like that. The mothers were very beautiful. In fact, most of my first students were very challenging experience. Like for example, uh, one of them uh, had Asperger spectrum and I mean, or ADH uh, spectrum or, you know, sensorial sensitive kids. And I, I mean, I was, I, I was saying to the mother, Hey, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not just a yoga teacher. I'm <laughs> I, I haven't studied this, but the mother here, they said, we don't care. 
we trust you. Seems like you have a little power there or something. <laughs> you, you are doing something wow. very great, uh, according to other mothers. So try with my kid. And it was like, are you sure? And they were like, yeah, I mean, totally. So they trust me. They trust their own very, you know, sensitive kids to me. And I was very afraid to, to start with them because I didn't have the knowledge. But I guess, well, I, I was, and I guess now I know, and now I know that it's, it's true. Um, I think that I had this kind of intuitive heart knowledge coming from my heart, from maybe from God. I don't know that it was guiding me. So I was like, sometime I was like, okay, what well, I can do this instead of this breathing, this breathing is not working. Then I was breathing myself and I was like, okay, this, and then I have this idea and I was starting with the kids. So first of my students were very, very challenging, challenges, uh, students like, uh, that they need like more than, than I, what, what I was a student or prepare. But the mothers were very supportive. They trusted me and I was like, oh, wow, okay. So I was learning from them. So I can say now that more of my experience, I take it, I took it from them. The children show me how to do it, especially these beautiful souls of children that they were at the beginning of my first year of children yoga. So I learned a lot of things. Many things happened during those times. I was very touched with, by this. I learned a lot about many things that I even knew. I mean, I even not like even my mind. And uh, so one day I'm just answering one of the questions, like why, when you decide to, you know, leave architecture and just focus in yoga, because that's what I did. So one day, uh, one of my client father um arrived and he said you know we love what you are doing with with our children with the family and stuff so we want that you design our new house because you're the one who knows exactly what the kids want and this and that i want a house with energy blah 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 and I was and I was like cool because it was like a huge house. It was a huge project that it could be also a very good income. And I said, with this, I can grow my school. You know, I was like, yeah, this is yeah. a perfect project. It was like the perfect opportunity for an architect and a yoga teacher at the same time. But it was a little tra- like little detail. He said, but you know, but what I want is like you build the, my house. It was a you know, huge house, like a mansion mm-hmm. house style. This guy was a very rich guy, um, okay. client. And That's fantastic. <laughs> and it he sounds said, like the universe just like keeps opening up for you. Like the universe is just like, yeah, follow this path. And you're like, okay. And then the universe is like, here you go. Here's this great thing. You know, like I, it really feels like God divine timing. Okay, so you're making this great big house. All right, tell me more. Well, well, uh, well. So he said, I mean, he said, yeah, we want you as an architect. You are going to be our yogi architect. We don't want nobody else. Because I was like, well, but you can hire this famous other architect. I mean, I was like, and he was, no, 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 you. And then I said, okay. And then he said, well, but there's a detail. We want that you design and build a house in less of a month. And I was like, what? Yeah, you Whoa. have one month at least to build the entire house. And I was like, 
okay. I said, you know, that is impossible. I mean, for <laughs> my ethical point of view, just to do a very good design, I mean, just the design, not the building process, just the build, um, I mean, just the design process for a house, for the kind of house that you, that you want, like with a lot of details and stuff, you will need at least, you know, three months, just the design process, because he wanted like very detailed things, very special things. I mean, we need to take time to design, not only for building. And then I said, and for building, if I work like after hours and I got like three three teams working at the same time, maybe I could finish in six months. But one month for me is, you know, it's, it's a very few time. That's a, that's a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone. <laughs> so I think that this was the sign that the universe or God was sending me to really think are you gonna be an architect or are you gonna be a yoga teacher because at the, at the same time I was already having I was already start started um, my yoga lessons and I already had like three groups including the mothers of those very sensitive kids that at that time they need a lot of my support and that they were work that the classes were working with them and I was like I was not able to to tell them like hey you know I'm not able anymore. I'm gonna be a t I'm gonna be, you know, architect. I, I already commit to them. So I was thinking, how can I do this? How can I do this? And and then I said, well, this is a very good project. This is a very good opportunity. But at the same time, I already have my school, and I start to, you know, feel the stress. And and I remember to think well, my body's already stressed, very stressed, and I haven't started the project yet. So how I'm gonna feel? I start to imagine how I'm gonna feel doing this with the pressure of the classes, the yoga classes and the project itself. So I said, I need to choose. I have, I, I, I need to choose, I, I have to choose. So what I did is like, I called one of my best architecture friends, which is a very good architect. And I said, you know, we have this opportunity. They want me as an architect, but I can't do it. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I need to be with my children. And he said, okay, let's go together. And so we go together and my client says, no, we want you, Luisa. We don't want him <laughs> again. So we present us as a team and we start to do it as a team. And then little by little, I was, you know, getting out of the project and I leave the project to him. And that's how, how I did it. At the end, I didn't participate in the project so much, just almost nothing, just a very few part of the design process. And he took the project in their hands. And finally the client loved, I mean, the client was agree with, with that because they love him because I knew, I knew that they were a very good architect and I was starting to follow my yoga path. And after that, I saw that and I think I still now, for me, that was the sign because I was having the two options there in front of me. And finally I said, no, I want to really, really help to create peace, seeds, in the brains, in the hearts of these little children that can uh, help us to, beautiful. you know, here in Chihuahua can create a, a non-violence or a peaceful city where these yeah. kids can 
Yeah. And um, from a neurological standpoint, children's brains are actually like being wired at that time that are creating synapses in their brains that then create personality traits that they go through their whole life with and belief systems they go through their whole life with. And yoga can help to rewire the brain so that it doesn't come from a place of, you know, violence can create hypervigilance, post-traumatic stress disorder. It can create anger within people and cause them to make really poor decisions for the rest of their life. So having the coping skills of yoga at a year early age and wiring the brain to then make decisions for themselves in their lives that allow them to have better, more fulfilling, happy lives throughout their whole life. So it's absolutely, absolutely incredible, beautiful. I love that you're doing that. And so now you teach yoga full time, correct? Yes. And that become my new job. I was doing all that. And so if, if it's someone beautiful. wanted to, if someone wants to work with you, like segueing into like, you know, what you're doing now, if someone wants to work with you, how do they get a hold of you? Can anyone work with you throughout the world? Do they need to come to you? Do you have an online? How, how do people work with you? What do you offer now? Well, that happened 12 years ago. Now <laughs> the school is going to turn 13 years we are going to have the 13th anniversary this year. So imagine, I, I, like, for example, I still have students, like little, I mean, students that start with me at the age of two years, and now they are like 10. They are going to wow. get 12. They are going to get 13. One of them that arrived when she was five, and now she's 15. So it's beautiful. And they have been wow. there. I mean, they That's amazing. They, That's really amazing. They really so if somebody, like if someone is listening and, you know, they're in, I, I don't know, I'm going to throw a place out. They're in Boise, Idaho, and they want to be certified by you. How do they become cert a certified pretzel yogi teacher? Well, we, we, after all these years, and I mean, with the knowledge of the other, from my other teachers, of course, but also, as I said, the children themselves and teaching children every single day for 13 years <laughs> give us a lot of experience and give us a lot of things. Also, the parents, uh, they give a lot too. They gave a lot too. So we now we have like a very nice method, very, you know, very good that works very well and that we have been proven for more than 10 years. And it's very original, very fun. And that's why the kids can be there for many years. I mean, they have been growing with us. So how, how did, and in fact, yes, we have now, we have uh, now in Mexico, we have like uh, more than 30, 35, 35 pretzel yogis teachers around Mexico. Wonderful. Uh, we have some in Texas, some in Spain and so if people want to get certified in pretzel yogis, they need to come and study with you in Mexico. That was before the pandemic. Now with the pandemic, you know, everything got online. So now we offer online trainings too. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And if people, you. do you do that at like a certain time or can people sign up anytime? Or is it like you always start in March or, you know, how, how is it that, how does that work? Well, we don't have like a every year, um certificate why because 
we are the only peace children in school of yoga. So we are working with the children's. So we don't we we don't specialize in just doing training, training, training as other studios. Mm -hmm. We really work with with the children's okay. to the children. So okay. we offer these trainings like twice a year. Okay. So the best way to do it is to just get a hold of you on Instagram or through your website. And are the trainings primarily, are they in Spanish or can English speakers take them? Or is it important to know Spanish to take your training? No, it's, they can be in English. Like, for example, the one that we, we gave in Texas, uh, it was totally in English. Uh, so it depends. Like, for example, we are going to so offer if, a, so a... If someone's listening and they want you to come to their studio and teach a certification, you actually do that as well. Yes, yeah, we, uh, we collaborate. We collaborate. We're open to collaborate with any studio. We can collaborate with you, Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sold my studio. Thank God, I'm so glad to be done with it. Um, I sold my studio. Well, but in an online one. I mean, we yeah, we're open to you know we 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 I I believe in connections. I believe in you know signs of the universe and all that stuff. So we're open to do it in any place of the world I, I, as we were in Spain we were Mexico City we were uh, Monterrey we were here in Chihuahua we have been all over over the place doing the trainings but they are not like super often because I have you know the school too and we need yeah, to your primary the children's you know helping the children be there. is your primary focus that's actually really amazing but but I mean, that's, I think that's the difference, our difference with other children yoga certification that we really have the school and the teachers have the opportunity to watch the classes online or, or if they can come, they can be teaching our children or they can see yeah, how they're learning. Just from, gonna ask from that. Our... I was just going to ask that if someone wanted to come and volunteer to work at your studio and get some time in like just having, you know, a mentorship they could reach out to you and maybe do that that would that's really incredible because I know I, I I certify a lot of people online that's my primary my primary thing is that I do online yoga teacher trainings um, and I do them privately I do one-on-one -on -one teacher trainings working with people online because I think the whole group concept people just get lost I don't like that so I work privately with people but um a lot of people want to travel. They want to travel the world and teach. And so that's really, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell my students about that next time they ask. So if anybody's listening and they want to come and do the work and actually work with students, they can reach out to you. I think that's really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Angelica. And yeah, yeah. but we have the online, I mean, right now, you know, global situation stuff, um, as you know, I, I, I was at the Yoga Expo with you. You was there? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I was there and after my children class, uh, some teachers approached to me and they were asking for an online training. So I think that for this year, we're going to do an online training because that's what the people are asking, especially the people yeah. from, from the Yoga Expo. And it's I mean, so awesome that we did that. When I owned a studio, no one would do online. That was just like, no, it was unheard of. Nobody would do it. Now it's really common. And it's the primary way that, way that I work with people. So yeah, I think it's really amazing. 
Well, we, um, we do have to wrap up here today and I'm really glad that you've been on the podcast. I'm super excited that you came because you're a dynamic and incredible woman who's done so much for this planet. The, um, I feel emotional, like the ripples of what you are doing is just absolutely beautiful. It's really, it's really, I'm sorry. It's really no, fantastic. So if you want to connect with Louisa, you can catch her on Instagram at pretzel yogis, Y-O-G-U-I-S. And then she also has uh, her website, which is, uh, it's, what is your website again? Sorry, I have, I have it right here. Yogakidscertification.com. Yogakidscertification.com. I was like, wow, really impressed you got that.com. All of that will be in the description below. But if you, but one last thing, if you had to leave our listeners with one word of advice, with one piece of advice, what would that be? Will, will be to remind us, us and the children, and also it's our, you know, slogan from our school that we are loved. And we don't want to forget that never. We ourselves, our totally body, our totally spirit, our totally, you know, it's pure love. Even if we don't remember that, we are love. That's what we are. And that's what children are. And that's what we need to remind them that they are pure love and the energy of love can heal, can transform, can do whatever they want, can create. They are an amazing they have a, like a super huge potential in their hearts. That's the energy of love. And they can do everything with love. And they're already doing it. I have little joggy teachers of nine years old, eight years old, four years old, doing amazing things because they already knew that their potential is the energy of love. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. That is really beautiful. Again, I appreciate you. Definitely, if you're listening to this podcast, reach out to Louisa, give her a follow on Instagram and hit the subscribe button, subscribe to the channel. We tell the story of yoga teachers in order to inspire you to go out and practice yoga or become a teacher yourself. We'll see you in the next episode.